People ask me how I got into respiratory fit testing in the first place. Uh, I got into respiratory fit testing like a lot of other occupational health clinicians. I was already doing on-site drug and alcohol testing, manual handling training, workplace ergonomics, pre-employment medicals and things like that. And this was just another thing that employers wanted for their workers on site. Training for me was a matter of watching videos and, and reading whatever you needed just to get the job done. And that's how we learn. My name is Rowan McCauley and I own an occupational health business called Workforce Assurance. We provide specialised testing and training so that employers can keep their workers healthier, safe and more productive at work. And I'm putting together this podcast and a stack of online resources for anyone who has questions around respiratory protection in the workplace. Well, why? Well, this all started in early 2020, and I think we can all agree that 2020 will be remembered as the year that COVID-19 spread around the world. Um, masks were in short, short supply, and there was also real concern over whether, whether masks would even be effective in protecting people from this new pandemic. And in the middle of all of this, we were asked to go into a major metropolitan hospital and make sure that the masks that were being worn by medical and nursing staff would keep them safe. Now, all our other work was drying up because of COVID-19, so this project was going to help our business stay afloat. We really needed the work. And I don't know if you can remember, around about the same time, there was a YouTube clip of people standing outside their front doors clapping. Uh, this was in the UK. Now, they were showing their appreciation for frontline health workers as part of the Clap for Our Carers campaign uh, in the UK. It, I, when I, when I saw this, I was really moved. And I can remember feeling elevated at the thought of being able to show our appreciation for our workers here in Australia too. Um, we couldn't do their job, but we could help them stay safe. And our way to do that was to do the best job we could at fitting their masks and educating them about the best way to use their mask. Um, I almost felt like we were sending them off to war. Um, but anyway, we were two days into our 10-day contract when the nurse who was leading the program for that hospital came into one of my sessions and she told me why I was doing everything all wrong in front of the doctor I was testing at the time. I was really, really angry on the inside uh, at first, but then something funny happened. Not funny ha-ha, but, but, um, but, but funny, not so funny. I lost all my confidence and I began to question, um, I began questioning all my training. Um, you see, I'm, I'm not an avid reader and most of my learning comes from listening and not reading. So when I haven't read something, how can I reference it? And if I can't reference it, how can I give an answer with confidence? And when I got home that night, I watched every video, I read every guideline and I went back over every instruction on how to use my machine. And do you know what I found? I found that I wasn't missing anything and that my method was actually correct. Why? Well, because my method wasn't my own. It was the manufacturer's instructions together with industry guidelines. And I realized two things that night as I thought over my research. The first thing I realized was there is no art to respiratory fit testing. No art to respiratory fit testing. You just need to follow instructions and you can get them from the manufacturer of the mask or the machine or whoever creates the testing protocol. You just need to know where to find them. And the second thing I realized as I thought over my research 
was if you and your workers do exactly what the instructions tell you, you can pretty much guarantee that your workers are safe while they perform their job role and that they're not breathing in bad air. Seems pretty simple, right? Well, apparently not, because there are so many cases like this one where I have seen people get this part wrong, including those who are doing the testing. The irony in, in, in the situation that I was in was that even though this nurse had a strong opinion for why, why she had a better way to do things in her workplace, she was moving away from these instructions and moving away from being able to guarantee a worker's safety, more importantly. So I decided from that point on to be really clear about knowing and communicating manufacturers' instructions and industry guidelines because they protect workers. They ensure that workers are breathing in good air and they answer the vast majority of questions that people ask me. Now recently I ran into a bit of a problem. While I do my best to guide people on this topic, I still work full time in my business and I'm not able to answer every phone call or reply to every email. So I've been busy creating online resources with the goal of answering all your questions and pointing you in the right direction quickly and in a way that's clear. In short, I've created something that helps you help to keep more people safe at work. Ultimately, that, that uh, look, in the end, that, that dressing down by that nurse that day has taken me on a journey that's made me more confident as a tester and, and more effective as a mentor to those I serve, which is great. And that's why I'm putting together this podcast and why I offer you my free three-part online webinar series called Bad Air. You'll find it at bad-air.com. That's bad-air.com.